0: Hey you, welcome back to the Settler Show. I am super excited to have you here. This episode will not only be Donovan and I, we have a super special guest on today. Some of the topics that you're going to be able to apply to your own life. We're going to talk about overcoming internal objections that are holding you back. We're going to talk about goals, breaking those down. This guy that we have on today helped me go from making $40,000 for me in sales in the very next year he helped me get my first hundred thousand dollars that's not sales that's in my pocket as well as my first ten thousand dollar month so super excited to to bring this guy on share with you what i had chris welcome to the call
1: Man, thank you, man. First thing I want to say is thank you guys for having me. So I'm super excited, man. I mean, these guys, here, the host of their boys. If you don't know who they are, I don't know where you've been sleeping under a rock. But, man, uh, super excited for, your, for all the success that I've seen you guys have and for this, what you're doing and helping other individuals. I think I heard on the first podcast, the episode, Uh, Your journey or your mission is to at least hit one person in the world or something like that, right? At least one person. And I know that you've done that already and you're going to hit a lot more people. So shout out to you guys. Thank you guys for having me.
0: Appreciate it, bro. Yeah, I appreciate it. it.
2: So the first thing I want to jump into is goals. Uh, When we did our first call, it was a while ago, but then we got into goals right away. My goals were super small. I didn't know how to set any goals. And I, I notice a lot of people run into that is when it comes to even setting a goal, how do I set it, right? Like I would say, yeah, I want to be fit or yeah, I would like to drive a Lamborghini, right? But it was never real or I never knew the steps on how to make it happen. So go a little bit over on how you set a goal and then how you put the uh, actionable step into making it actually a
1: reality. It's a great question. So when it comes to a goal, I think what a lot of people don't understand it's, why do you want that type of goal? So the easiest way to explain this is especially me as a sales trainer. And sometimes I work with people who don't earn over a hundred K their first year working with me and, or prior to working with me. And then they always say, well, my goal is to earn a hundred K this year. And the one thing to ask, and maybe you guys know, that's why I see you guys smiling, it's, how'd you get that number? Right, and then people just start saying, "Well, I got 100k because it's the six-figure club, and you know I've never made that money." And 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 then I ask them, I say, "Well, when you make 100k a year, right? It's roughly what like eight thousand three hundred bucks a month. I mean,
3: you mm-hmm. know,
1: pocket change for some, yeah. you know." And I say, "But when you make that, or when you earn that, is that going to give you the lifestyle you want to live? Is that going to give you the type of home you want to be in, the vacations you want to take, the freedom you want?" And then the answer is always actually, no, I don't think it is. And I say, well, good. I said, so let me ask you again, how'd you come up with that goal? And right. And then now they're thinking about it. So the way I set a goal is I think about something I really want. Uh, people say goals are dreams with deadlines. If not, then they're just dreams. That's why a lot of people say, Hey man, my goal is to have an Lamborghini. You know what you're doing, dog? You're Mm -hmm. dreaming, man. You're dreaming because you have no goals, right? Like, why do you want the Lambo? And how much is the Lambo going to cost you? And what are you willing to sacrifice? one of the biggest things i think i've seen when i set a goal is what am i going to sacrifice a lot of times in order to hit a goal you have to sacrifice something and the definition of sacrifice to me it's giving up something that's good for something great mm. it doesn't mean hey i'm going to give up some tv time i'm going to give up this it means i have to give up something good for something great and and when you can learn to start sacrificing and figuring out why your goals are really your goals then that's when you could actually set some deadlines and some metrics in order for you to go out there and actually achieve something. It becomes real, right? Because now if I say, hey, well, my goal is to have a million dollar home because the million dollar home gives me the type of lifestyle that I wanted to live or or to be around 24 seven when I'm there and invite my friends over and have the pool throw the pool parties. And then, but I also wanna go on 10 vacations a year and I want them to be for two weeks each and I wanna go to a different island. Now I have a number attached to it because it's real. So when I have that number attached to it now, my goal went from, Hey, I need to earn, uh, 800,000 bucks this year. to I need to earn in pocket, you know, 1.3 million, because that's going to make my goals come true. It's going to make it a reality. So that's what I think about. And that's what I think is the number one thing that, uh, every individual should think about when they're setting the goals. Where did you get your number from? Where did you get your goals from? right and figure out if that's actually what you want and if it is then set metrics behind it and you have to know what you have to sacrifice or what you're going to sacrifice in order to make that happen
3: man sure. i love
0: it one question with that is and i struggle with this in the beginning as you know the person that is scared to make that goal because they are scared they're etching in stone they will never be able to change it they're a failure if they want to change it how do you how do you respond to that in this fact of if I want that Lamborghini then all of a sudden he said I don't want that I want a Duramax lifted country boy right and but I always said I want the Lamborghini how, how often do you change your goal
1: that's, that, man. That's, that's a lot of good questions today, man. So one thing I learned, um, one of my mentors, uh, and I'm just gonna say it out here, man, was my, was my boy, Mr. GC, uh, uncle, uncle GC, right? Mr. Grant Cardone. Yeah. Uh, you know, he trained me a lot too. One thing I learned from him is never lower a target, man, never lower a goal. Cause, cause that, what that means is you're justifying to why you can't do something mm. and can't should never be part of your vocabulary. So to answer your question, Craig, I, I know that you have to start changing your vocabulary thinking that you're going to fail, right? Say, Hey, there's a possibility I could fail. It's, it it sounds better if you say, Hey, this is, these are lessons I'm going to learn to never make or mistakes. I'm going to learn to never make again. See, that's a different way of thinking. So instead of lowering a target, because you think it's so far away, which you have to start doing is changing your vocabulary, your mindset, in order to figure out how to make sure you don't fail. Mm-hmm. right no, like no one ever built the plane right the whatever the brothers that built the first right, plane, bros. yeah because i know yeah. craig knows man. i he's, got you he's a, he's a pilot, man and he got me so you know they built the, the or you know they 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 started doing the first test for the plane but not because it failed the first time they said oh well if it fails one time or two times i'm gonna stop and i'm gonna be a failure but because of their constant um you know trying and their tenacity is why now we have these big freaking 757s you know and these jets that you know craig is going to buy and take me on a tour around the world one day it right. is because of that right it's because you you learn from your mistakes and you know that when you're going after something you're going to make mistakes there is no way around that it's inevitable but if you know that you're going to hit some bumps you also know that that's going to make you stronger in life. And you're going to know that these are the mistakes I can't commit over and over. And that's how you grow. That's how you become better. And that's how you never lower your target. So for everyone, listening is here, man, figure out again, what your real goals are, figure out what you want to sacrifice, and never lower the target because you feel like you can't get it. Because if you do that, you're never going to get it
3: yeah. ever
2: true. And on that, if you if you, I made my goals in super big, right. But then it <laughs> was like, I can't even achieve it. So it didn't feel real to me. I had to for a long time write it down and not only write it down I had to go down and make it into so let's say I want to make a million dollars right like you were saying on actionable what I wanted to hear on actionable steps is you have to make it achievable right you have to have the small wins to even believe that you
0: can hit it but that's not lowering I, lo- I yeah. love how you brought that out it's not lowering the goal that's Breaking your goal into, uh, the big one, into targets. actionable targets. targets. That's yeah. the words. Targets. Breaking into targets yeah. that you can do daily. That's that's amazing. Love it.
1: Exactly. So, so so the easiest way, because it brings up a great point, the easiest way, and I always explain this, and I think someone mentioned it about going to the gym. So it, instead of saying, hey, my New Year's resolution, my goal is to lose 20 pounds. It's like, dude, right? That's a dream. Okay. It, it should be, hey, my goal is to lose 20 pounds by September 1st. Now, the way I'm going to do that is I'm going to break that down. That's eight months, right, because September 1st is the ninth month, so I have eight months to lose 20 pounds, so 20 divided by eight, that's how many pounds I have to lose per month, and then if I wanted to divide that by weeks, then I'll get that number. And then that's how you have your actionables, and you know that if you're on pace or not. So what I do with Payment Academy, right, because we have a certain goal of number we want to hit, so every month and every quarter I'm looking at exactly where we are depending on where the goal is, and I know if we're on pace or we're not on pace, and then that helps me, Um, it helps me have massive action. So instead of lowering a target, this is where the whole 10X thing comes in, right? With Grant Kirk on. So so instead of lowering the target, you increase your action, massive action. Mm. Do more of what you say you can't do. Expand your day, wake up earlier, an hour earlier, go to sleep an hour later and figure out what to put into your day in order to make that happen. I
0: love it, I love it. And on the goals side, back to when we were doing shed sales at Eagle Ridge, you were coaching me there. I was struggling, couldn't break through. And there was a season of life. You said, look, like priorities of life, you're just young, married, you got a brand new baby, but you have to now go 10X that action. You have to come to work, put in all the hours. Then I don't care if you're going home dead tired, you're still <laughs> going to spend 10 minutes with your wife. My anniversary is right over this season. I remember coming on my anniversary, getting up, I was doing 75 hard, getting up to the gym, went at four o'clock, worked all freaking day, came home with H-E-B sushi, roses. And I gave it to my wife and said, babe, I have to go sleep for at least 15 minutes. I went and slept for 15 minutes, came out there. We sat on the couch. We talked about our goals. We talked about why we're making the sacrifice. I think this was my second or third anniversary, why we're making the sacrifice and what it's going to do for us. And we went to bed and slept, but I spent that 10 minutes. And that was like that season of work going out. that 10 X. It, it did something. It, it taught me how to actually go in. And when you're, when you think you're done, you're actually not done.
1: Was, yeah. Super cool. Yeah, and, and maybe, you know, I, I used to get a lot of pushback. I mean, I still do. Um, a lot of people think I'm insensitive. A lot of people think, you know, I have no empathy. A lot of people think I'm just money hungry and things like that, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because because i rather them think of me that way than think of me as lazy and not going at the goals, not liking the rows or the watches I wear. But, but the whole point behind what I'm saying is... I, number one thing, and you guys know me as family, man, like my family comes. Number one, there's nothing above that, but in order for me to take care of them, to actually take care of them, man, I know I have them present and I am, but I think, okay, so what happens when that medical bill comes in or what Mm -hmm. happens if a a big life scenario comes in and and I can not take care of them the way I want to, or if I want to take them on vacation, or if I need freedom in the future, if I need to take care of my mom when she retires. See, so all that comes into what I'm doing now, and that's why most times it might seem like I'm insensitive. Right when I was telling you, yeah. hey man, it doesn't matter if you come home late. You know, I, I obviously don't want you, you know you to fight with your wife, or your wife's not like me. Yeah. But it's more about you and the bigger picture. And the bigger picture is for you to be where you are now, man. So I mean, I, like I don't know if it has to do with me or not. I'm just happy that you are where you are, man. And like that to me, you know, it shows that. Anybody could do it, right? I mean, obviously, you two are some individuals that are hardworking. But what I'm saying is, you like you guys came from opposite where I came from, a a a farm. Right? I came from mm-hmm. a city. So, but but we're in the same place. Is this yep. all about mindset? So that's why you will go out and do it. And that's exactly what I meant about sacrifice. So you I had to it. sacrifice anniversaries, time with family. But now I I look at you now, yeah, man, you completely different. So it is. It you're is. Welcome and,
0: <laughs> and thank you. Thank you, Pittman. I give you I definitely give you that credibility. You're the one that was there to whoop my ass on it. I, I love it. Love it. No. So the next question is or the next topic I want to go over is something that I get pushed back on all the time. Uh, I'm that charismatic guy, or I'm at a family barbecue like, Oh, man, you're just selling me or you can never stop selling or they're like, man, you're doing this and this. Well, what about this and this in sales or aren't you just that sleazy guy and my response is always bro everyone is in sales and they're like no i'm not in sales because such and such and such my answer is always bro you're selling me why you're how you're not in sales so i want to hear your opinion on the topic of if everyone is in some sort of sales in their life or not
1: absolutely man every single day everything you're doing even even what your wife is going to make for dinner what you're going to make for dinner is a sale yeah. man right i'm like Dah, i don't want to eat that today i want to eat vegetables because right mm. and then I'm, I'm trying to sell and just like you uh you know it sucks that my family and my friends because they always tell me hey man i don't want to hear what you got to say <laughs> because i already know where this is going Right, and I just get a yep. nice little ADT. Right? Of exactly. course, man. Exactly. If I was you, I wouldn't want to hear me yeah. out either. Truth is, right? Be <laughs> but, but yes, man, everyone's in sales. Now, this is what I want to add to that. For everyone hearing, and if you think that you're not in sales, that's the only thing that's holding you back in life right now. Because the biggest sell you'll ever make in life is to yourself. Either you could do something or you can't do something. So when you wake up, especially me, I know I can speak for myself. Every day I wake up, I'm selling myself. Hey, Chris, are you doing the right things? Are you teaching the right things to people? Are you getting in front of the right people? Um, you know, are you doing the best for your family, for your future kid and, X, y, and Z? I have to sell myself because if I can't sell myself, then how can I sell others? And, and, and if I can't sell myself on my goals, then why would I even set goals? And then this whole conversation we're even talking about mm. is pointless and we should just take off all the TVs and, you know, take off everything and just live life day to day. And I mean, I don't know. Right. But yeah. that's not what everybody, I know that's not what everybody wants, man. Like I know that.
0: I love it. And it's just the lack of education because you can get to the point in sales of, you can push yourself past that where Pittman was the first guy who made me role play. And I was like, Man, role play, I've been doing sales for a year and a half, two years. I've maybe role played once, tried it, ducked down my desk, it's not happening, Two mornings where it was just you walk in the office, you put your coffee mug down, and boom, you go role play. Uh, so just pushing through that and, and, and making it, putting your intention. So if you're, if you're out there and you're a mom at home or you're doing completely something else or you're not in sales, that's fine but in life you are doing sales and there is, you're selling yourself on your dream. So you can, you can go back to your goal. I don't care if it's owning a business or where you're at in your life. You can always brush up on that part of it. It's for me, it's super important key piece to my life because sales is one piece, uh, one job that there is no price. I mean, nobody decides the price except for you. Like you don't, you, you are, you decide your income and that's why it's important. That goes with your goals. You decide your goals because you decide if you're worth it or not. So I love it. Um, the next question I have for you is how to overcome the internal objections, which leads into the, uh, everyone's in sales piece. This is another one that's close to me is, and still like, I find issues in me that I'm like, bro, that's been stopping me for years or man, why didn't I see this earlier? But the internal objection is what you believe, your belief about yourself, what's stopping you. And We talked a little bit uh, about it before the call. Talk to me about being able to see it first and then overcoming and how you do it.
1: Well, and let me ask you this. So so what's been slapping you or, or what used to slap you in the face? What was your internal objection?
0: My, my internal objection is can't afford it because I couldn't afford nothing.
1: Mm, was the same for you, Donovan?
0: Yeah, it was the same. 100%. That was one of the many, yeah
1: cool yeah so you know for for the listeners here an internal objection could be uh you know my wife's not gonna like it or hey i'm too short you know for for the ones of you that know me (laughs) i'm pretty short man but hey that has never stopped me um you know so 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 on and so forth now i'm gonna answer this but in order for me to answer this i kind of want to give like a two-minute lesson um to, to why internal objections exist okay so in sales this is what i teach okay so there's a complaint And then there's an objection. And I always ask people, hey, man, what's the difference between these two? And I know Craig and Donovan know, but, you know, for time purposes, I'm going to tell you what it is. A complaint is something that, that you're unsatisfied with. Everybody in life has these. And I believe everything in sales is a complaint until you validate it and make it an objection. So an objection is something that you agree with. Okay, something that's, and and I think I have the, a reason for disagreeing is is really what it is a reason for disagreeing. Okay. So, so now this is what, what, how it's going to lead into internal objections. Say that I have a complaint that I can't buy anything because I have to ask my wife for permission every single time that's me actually complaining that i have to do that now i may be complaining because we don't have enough money in the bank or because i made a bad purchase in the past so i'm complaining that i have to tell my wife that i have to buy that it's a complaint Mm. but because i have that issue when i hear someone on the phone tell me that hey uh i do like the product but i have to ask my wife you agree with the person now. Mm. Now their complaint just became your complaint. Now it it became an objection. When you have an objection, you can't move forward. Ever. So in life, it's the same thing. If you ever have an objection in life, you can't get over the hump until you realize that your objection is really just a complaint. And you have to find a way to get over it. For example, myself, okay, one of my biggest complaints in life is when can I get to the gym, because I'm big on cold calling and I'm big on, you know, doing other stuff. But my health is important. So I always told myself, no, but I need to get more sleep, and so so I can't wake up that early, but I can't go to sleep this late or this early, blah, blah, blah. It's all complaints, right, that I was agreeing with, that I was bad at dating, so it became an objection. Now I got rid of that objection. I understand that it's a complaint. I cleared my my mornings. Now I just work out in the mornings, right? I got to wake up at 5.15 every single day. I have to be at the gym at 5.45, and I have to be back at 7.10. I know that. Yeah. Right. But before it was just it was a complaint that became an objection. So we all have these. And the reason why we all have these is because human beings would love to complain. So I challenge everybody that's listening to this to figure out what it is that you're complaining about every single day. Oh, man, am I waking up early? Am I going to sleep late? Do I got to eat the same food? Do I got to go do the same job? Do I, right. What are you complaining about? And you have to figure out a way to stop complaining about this, because the moment you stop complaining is the moment that you control your life. And everybody around it. That's why I I, I can I can sell the way I do because nothing's a complaint to me anymore. And whenever I hear, oh, I gotta ask my wife, do I just laugh about it. Like you know, I have my boy JC who works with me, and he's like, man, was what did you do to put yourself in that position, right? Because because he doesn't um you know abide by that it's yeah. not because he's an alpha or the macho man it's just he it's not a complaint in his life or whenever i hear the price objection i'm like <laughs> yeah dude yeah you're you're gonna hang up the phone with me and then go buy a, a ps5 i was probably gonna cost you a thousand bucks dude. right mm. right so no. because i know right it's not an objection so to everybody listening it starts from complaining stop complaining and y'all and you won't have internal objections period
0: I love it. It's like it's like I'm in sales class at Eagle Ridge again. Right now, I mean, I'm just sitting there, like I got. I'm taking notes, man. I'm still my boy, oh, my I'm, go I'm going to take this to my sales team, like guys. I know they did a call with you this morning, and they, they actually did. they we role played ADT. They were in there going. They were going over objections. Super exciting. Tell me a little bit because your story. You you were in the city. We were in the country, but we had similar backgrounds where nobody handed it to us, right? Where you had to go work for it and you had to be the person to move away from your family across the country against your family's will, right? Oh man, you want, you do know, to do this, do this. So, and that's, that was an eternal objection too, because everything you hit, you were like, yeah, mom said it's going to be hard. I can't do it. So you sold you pest control, right?
1: Yeah, so I did pest control out in Nashville, Tennessee. Door to door. Yeah. Door
0: that That was a point where you, like, tell me a little bit about you weren't, you didn't have the credibility. You weren't smooth. You weren't the guy who could just handle every objection and sell the courses. You were the guy out there trying to figure it out. Tell me a little bit about starting up of how that, how you kept going.
1: Man, that was horrible, man. I hated it so much, so much, so much. So, you know, the background because of that, it's, uh, you know, I've always, I guess, wanted money. Uh, like ever since I was small, I've never, I never yeah. had it when I was little, so I guess I always wanted it. And one thing that I thought of, cause I used to see these people sell, uh, do summer sales and then come home and just live off summer sales. But my idea was to do summer sales, come home, and still work, right? I yeah. had the extra <laughs> um but it was so hard at least for me man like it was so hard um it was my first time in the east coast uh the the humidity i mean i'm from l.a Hollywood, we don't have that the bugs um mean, you know, i'm a little girl when it comes to bugs mm. and you know all that stuff dude i hated it um i didn't cry or anything but i hated it yeah and and i remember i did four weeks and i was about to call it quits Um, but then I I guess whoever was in charge spoke to me and said, Hey man, look, we've put so much money behind you. It's gonna, it's gonna start clicking and blah, blah, blah. So then what I just started doing was playing the number game and I ended up doing pretty well. I think that summer I brought in anywhere, I think it was 36 or something K, but I did it like in two and a half months. And to me, that was a big deal. And, and, but, but then I always refer back to that day because I, I was just thinking what if i was trained and what if i knew you know what mm-hmm. i know now and the door knock and the objections and things like that but i, I learned a valuable lesson there it's a lot of times to grow and to become another person and to get the the blessings that you're looking for you have to become a different person mm-hmm. and I, wow. I and i explained this to a lot of my my clients and i want everybody listening to know this you you have to do things you hate to grow and become a different version of you so then you can receive the blessings you want to receive. Everybody wants to go out there and earn $10 million, but they don't want to change right you have to change and you have to do the things you hate and you have to repeat those actions until you get better and you become a new chris Pittman or a new donovan Hostler or craig Hostler, and then you're prepared to receive the other blessings which money comes along with so i learned that there i think i was uh, 19 years old when i did that and uh, it was one of the best things i could say i did still hate it probably you mm-hmm. know if i could go back in time i probably would tell myself don't do it but it definitely changed my life
0: i love it that's freaking cool
1: so moving on
2: uh, Pittman Academy that's the name of your company that's what you're doing right first off I want to go yeah. on to why you started it and where the idea actually came of starting Pittman Academy
1: yeah man um so Pitman Academy it's the the bigger picture and why I started it is because school doesn't teach you in my opinion right i mean unless you want to be a doctor a lawyer or something that's that's a trade school doesn't really teach you how to earn income the right way or become a millionaire or a billionaire how to invest etc and the way i've done it and the way i've seen you know the majority of millionaires these days do it is through sales right it's through understanding that everything's a sell you build your company sales you grow your top line etc but there it's hard to find those things out there to have people sell so i made payment academy in order to get in front of every individual business owner or entity etc and and teach them what i've learned from being in a ton of bootcamp seminars around certain types of people, individual, and then make it my own, right? Kind of combined everything and put that information out to the world. So Piment Academy is actually a, a company that gives out information that's useful to every individual so that they could take those tools, become better, sell themselves, take the process and be able to use that to, to, to do it over and over and over and over and earn more income every single month so the way i structure my business and the businesses of the people i work with it's they're supposed to earn more the next month than they did this month mm-hmm. and, and i want everybody to know that's possible how i used to live and how i, I believe 80 maybe well 76 percent i think of americans that paycheck to paycheck so the reason i bring that up is because maybe even a little bit more than that so maybe 80 percent of of everyone in the united states of america um gets their paycheck either every two weeks or every fifth or 20th and then that's how they make their money or that's how they know when they could spend or etc i said well i want to change that and i want to figure out a way to get paid every single day yeah because i hated waiting on a paycheck so that's how i structure my business um i have clients who literally pay me every day of the month you know i get people to pay me five times a day or six right and then but i wanted to show that to the world i want to show them what's possible through selling and that's why Piment Academy and our mission is to be able at the end of the day, what I want is to be able to influence a lot of individuals to earn a lot of money so that we could help the world out. Because my mother was from a third world country from El Salvador and we struggled. She struggled, right? And then when she came to the States, we struggled. And English was her second language. And I hate that. I see people struggle here. I spend a lot of time in Mexico. I see a lot of people struggle. So I want a lot of people to have money so that we could build a foundation to where we could start making the whole world just a world and not a third world country or a second world country or first world country and to do that i need to be able to influence people teach them help them make some money and then you know do that
0: that's freaking beautiful in because the, the money money is beautiful there's a lot of people who don't understand what money can actually do and it's a current it's not something to set just stow away and Pittman, you're the guy that i believe it was you who taught mm-hmm. us about if i if you if it was in sales office Pittman walks in and pays craig 20 bucks for a candy bar and i just owe donovan 20 bucks because i took his pen right so that 20 is going to come walk into the office and it's going to run through me to Donna, and it's going to be working and changing stuff through the entire way so the the thing about the mission behind Pittman academy and using money to change lives to change the world like that is that's what at the core is extremely exciting for me Uh yes it comes with benefits because you get blessed by having all that money and just having being able to control the fact that that's why this is why i think sales is so important is you control your internal objections you control your goals the more that you have the more you can give because you can't not give from an empty cup. And that's why I love that, that Pittman Academy is doing this as well as the long-term, the future goal of building those schools. And you might, like, I know you want to change more lives in one, but just my thing is one more time, one more, you can't change the world for everybody, but you can change the entire, the whole, you can't change the whole world, but you can change the whole world for one person. And you can do that one at a time till it's 10 million. Like there's no reason to stop. There's no yeah. end to no end to that,
1: and and what you said, I I just don't want it to get or to go over anyone's head. It oh, was this, and what you just said about the money, and well, what I guess what I taught you, but you know, money is never yours, and I think that's the that's the number one mistake yeah. that people make. It's they feel, oh man, like I I earned two hundred and fifty thousand bucks this year, and then you know, I got this much money, but that money is not actually yours. It's it's it belongs to somebody else, yeah. and. And the faster that you can understand that, I'm not going to spend time talking about that today, but the faster that you can understand that, the more money is going to come your way. Um. So I always push out money because I know how to get somebody else's money because I know that, that that's not my money. So whenever I bet, because I'm big on betting, I know mm. that I had a dollar, and lost a dollars. And- <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You you know, it's, it's, you know, people joke around uh, and I I never lose bets or it looks like I never lose bets, but, but the way, the reason I bet so much is because I know I'm going to lose that hundred bucks or that it's not mine. I'm playing with somebody else's money. Mm. And, and to, to end on that note, money is useless until it is used. Mm. So learn how to use it, man. And -hmm. that's why I feel that you two individuals have came a long way because you've known how to use your money. I think I read a post or caption of Donovan's. He said, I've spent more money this year already on my future, on investing in my future than I than I earned last year. Uh-huh. Meaning that, that he understands that his money is not necessary for him to save, it's for him to use for himself so he can become better and earn more of it. But a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people just wanna save money for a rainy day, I guess, I don't know. It, it doesn't really rain where I'm from, so I don't mm-hmm.
0: know. Yeah, California and, and Mexico like, it. and a great
2: perspective that on, on the whole money thing, I remember back when you explained that. And another thing you had said is, it's not about what you can do to make the most money, you just have to position yourself to make sure that all the money goes through you, right? Mm-hmm. So like, Craig yes, explained that explain the cycle, right? So if, as long as you position yourself, if I can position myself between you and Craig, whether it's business or as a broker do or anything, I'll get to do with that money what I want. It's just positioning a lot of the time.
3: It's the
1: power, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I love it.
2: I wanna take it all the way back, right? So we heard a little about a bit about what you do, what your mission is, how you've helped us a little bit, but I wanna dive deeper into that. I wanna start out at the first call. The first call I had with you, you were working at uh, Cardone's office. And honestly, the first call I had with you, I, at, at the state I was at, I didn't have any goals. I, I really didn't know what I was doing. I think it was 17, 18 years old. I mean, I didn't even turn on my camera on the zoom. I was Bashful, you know, <laughs> but yeah, going through all of that, the training, starting to role play sales calls and everything. Then I got sales manager and where it really changed for me and what you did for me was that first call you gave and you chewed my ass out, right? i think everybody needs to have someone that is willing to do that and i just want to ask so i never asked this what how did you know like how do you know when it's the right time to like not love on somebody but push them with encouragement or to give the call that you gave to me and you just go to town right Mm -hmm. when how do you
1: know when's the right time to do that i don't believe there's a right time i do believe that you feel when somebody is growing and then they stop growing mm-hmm. so i feel that you were growing and then you stopped growing so maybe maybe that's the answer to the question and then that's when i felt it was a good time to to push forward but i also remember that i gave you a call because we had just spoken about the team and at this time i think you know your brother was uh, a, a, a sales guy if not yeah, number one was. on the team and and he was leaving early, mm. right? And and I think, you know, w- with you making all these changes to become the best possible sales manager, you can be and then to let somebody leave during what I think it's the, the peak moment of the day to make some sales, um, I think that's where, it, it wasn't about your brother leaving, it was about you as an individual, it was about opening your eyes, it was about getting to you. And I feel that we that, that at that moment, we had enough trust between each other uh, you know, we have spoken a lot of times we've given met, and, you know, we got along great, you know, even as friends. Yeah. And and I, and I just felt that if you're my friend, if you're a true friend of mine, if I really care about you, then I'm not going to let you go down the wrong path. And if that means that I'm going to tell you something that's going to offend you and you're going to stop talking to me, then that's that's something I would live with. Because I'd rather live with that than me never telling you something. And then you live bad the rest of your life see I rather live with the other scenario so that's why I called you because I thought you were making progress but you stopped and then the conversation just led to you not having control of the team which means that you don't have control of your own life and that was a big wake-up call to me that I wanted to make to you I love that I love that
2: yeah that that call it definitely it definitely opened my eyes and from then on it, it was a lot easier to so my biggest internal objection going all the way back to that was always I'm too young, right? So I was the youngest in the office, I was supposed to be sales manager. And going through all the steps of I always had big dreams, I always want to make this money. But I didn't know how until obviously I found you and I had to get over the objection that I'm too young, right? Because I do know stuff. Like I said, in the last podcast, Craig asked me, he's like, the question of how do you qualify? I qualify for the person I was back when I first met you,
0: right? That's great. I love it. Yeah. And leading off to that, it's all these all these things that Pittman accomplished that I, Donovan and I accomplished some things some of our goals, which have been super cool. It the hard part of life. There's certain aspects of life that are hard, and what I want to what I want to tell to the past Craig is you have to do that work, and I was always a guy who was going to go to this next conference. I was going to uh, just do this next step one, two, three, in sales process where that will be the answer that I won't have to put in the actual work and still get the same result. So what I'm going to tell you is you know what you need to do and you know the money that you need to spend. It just feels scary because what if my dad tells me that it's not a good idea or what if somebody uh, that, doesn't even have my dream. Tells me it's not a good idea because the truth is, it's your dream. It's not. It's not the guy's dream. Who's giving your opinion? You just need to find somebody who trusts you enough and likes you enough to to put in that that ass whooping is what we're calling it. But yeah. you you still have yeah. to put in the work, and that's yeah, that's of incredible. Course.
1: So. And, and this is a shout out to every parent in the world. So I know, Craig, you're a you're, you're pops and, you know, to mm-hmm. your pops, the candle and, and, you know, to my mom, like to yeah. all parents in the world. And this is with all respect, right? But sometimes, you know, our parents teach us what they think mm-hmm. that they should teach us. Um, but the success we're looking for is not the same that they've had. And my mom, like I said, man, shout out to her. She came over to the country when she was 15, um, had to learn English. Uh, my pops walked out when I was six months, my sister was two and a half. So, you know, she was a single parent, had to work three jobs. I mean, she is the angel in my life. And yeah. one of the hardest working people. And the, the reason why I think I work so hard today, yeah. uh, hands out. And then at sometimes she tell me, Chris, man, you work so hard. I'm like, dude, I'm only doing what I saw you do, mom. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but, but the whole point is sometimes she also gives me advice, but some advice I can't take or, or, or some comments I can't take to heart because, you know, I've had different opportunities in my life that take me different places. I've learned different things. So, you know, what you're saying is, is sometimes someone you know tells us, hey, man, don't do that to make a second guess or something. But I think in those moments, what you have to see is, who am I listening to? And and to all respect against the parents, but have they done what I'm trying to do? And the answer is no, then most times you can't take that. Mm. Right. And if you mess up and if you fall down, it's up to you to get yourself back up either way. Yeah. I think Gary V said this. Gary V said at some point in somebody's life, um you're you're gonna have a fight with your parents and it's because of this it's one because you either did what what you what, what what they wanted you to do so you're gonna resent them or two because you did what you wanted to do and then they resent you said, but what would you rather do would you rather do what you want to do because this is your life and then make sure it works and then go through those four years where you know it's a lot of ups and downs with family but then they understand and then they respect you for it and then you're living the best life or would you rather live with doing what they wanted you to do and then resent them and then always live a life of regret
0: love it love it man today's today's been amazing you you brought the heat i was I was super excited to jump on this podcast because we could go on for hours about all the little calls we did um all the the sales that you helped me close and i just wanted to publicly say thank you to you um uh, i that first hundred thousand dollar a year that first ten thousand dollar month was amazing and what i'll be able to do in other people's life is actually what excites me because pitman is right it felt amazing for three minutes, but then I was like, okay, now I can do more. Now I can become the next Pittman. I mean the next Pittman, the next level of Craig, right? So I just want to personally tell you thank you uh, for everything that you've done. In closing, I want everyone to be able to come to you, ask questions. How do they find you?
1: Uh, Pittman at Pittmanacademy.com. The number that's, you know, that I answer, it's 323-552-8493. Again, because I'm a sales guy, I gotta mm, say it. Again. It's 323-552-8493 Pittman at Pittman Academy. My name is Chris Pittman. And what I do is, man, I just want to have a conversation with you. I want to talk to you. I wanna be able to, to help you like someone once helped me. I wanna be able to help you like, you know, I kind of help Craig and Donovan. And honestly, guys, um I, I might have done something in your life and thank you for the public shout out. But at the end of the day, and I, I would always say this, and I've always told you guys this, so this is not just for the podcast. It's all you, it has nothing to do with me. It, it's it's your ability to decide what you wanted in your life and for you guys to go out there and get it. So thank you for the shout out, but it's all you. And, and I wanna help people understand that it's all them. That's what Craig and Donovan were talking about, sales. You have to sell yourself first. And what I do is help you sell yourself, all right? And, and, and I help you sell. So yeah. best of both worlds. Um, you know, guys, thank you again
0: so much for, for everything and I'm, I'm just honored. I love it. I love it. Guys, if you want to make that call, if you're scared right now and you, you know, you're, you're driving or you're sitting in the house and you know, oh, I wonder, I wonder what he'd say to me. Just give him a call. Uh, this comes from me, where his phone out. I mean, make it, make him busy. Just do that call. See, see how it can benefit. And, uh, we are super excited to bring more future podcasts. We already have two more people lined up Pittman again. Thank you
1: it was just one more thing i want to say one more go thing for no, it. I, hey, let's go. this is early this is early but i want to do some promoting um uh, so my next boot camp was supposed to be this year in november but it got pushed back to next year november it'll be out in las vegas and oh, we already wow. have one confirmed guest speaker uh his name is michael Shield. if you guys don't know who he hey, is, my there. boy
0: mike i love mike he's, 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 right.
1: he's gonna be there it's confirmed we're ready to go i'm working on others right now uh it's gonna be a great show uh, i expect you guys to be there so if you guys want more information it's reach out that email that yeah. phone number get your ticket uh and i'll see you guys out there
0: i love it awesome. guys i already got two or three tickets I can't remember i bought them already last year i'm, I'm going hey, to it. yeah
1: both of you got your tickets right so you guys are sent
0: love it hey i'm i'm super excited for that uh event we will see you out there man
1: all right man well thank you guys so much man have a good rest of your day say i just Catch me if they can. I switch gears and switch lanes. You know just what my mind's on
3: these days. Singing sing it with me. hola.
1: We just want them all like the grown-ups. Tell them, catch me if they can.